influencers. Let's get bouge. Listen to A. Thompson for an hour. I'd rather fuck a blood relative. It's A. Thompson. Da, 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 da. Welcome to episode 173 of A. Thompson and Other Disappointments, your twice-weekly bourgeoisie, premium, metropolitan elite tier of all things politics and dystopia. I'm your host, A. Thompson, and uh, I encourage you to, you know, kick back, crack open a beer, pull up a chair and join me as I try to make sense of the senseless and indeed fun of the shameless. Uh, bop with me as I boogie down Bullshit Boulevard. Feeling the alliteration today. Um, uh, before we jump into this, uh, before we attack this week's news with all the passion of a Celtic warrior, um, a quick doff of the cap to the Patreon backers uh, for continuing to be my shining light in a dark time. Um, I just about got over my hangover. Uh, from the meetup last week. It was good fun. Uh, there's only so much I can take these days, alcohol-wise, you know? Like, like I swear to God, man, I'm the biggest fucking lightweight now. Like, I've had bad hangovers, obviously, before, but I feel like they've got worse in the last, you know, two or three years. Like, whatever, whatever the enzyme or organ is that processes alcohol overnight, I think that's deteriorated in the last couple of you it's called your liver aid okay well you know maybe great um like even the other night man like i was doing i was doing one of these i was doing an episode and uh you know i always have a beer while recording you may have noticed um and then i'll have one while i'm editing uh afterwards and you know if i have a guest on if i stay on and chat with the guest after we've wrapped the show like you know i might have one with them over skype just while we're talking shit um, so, I, you know, I would have had three cans of IPA while doing one show, right? Just three, three cans, right? And the next morning I woke up and I was, I was like, why do my eyeballs hurt? You know, like, is this where I'm at now? Really? Fucking, you know, eye grain hangovers from three cans of craft ale. I'm like an aggrieved customer with my body with this stuff <laughs> like huffing at my internal organs like, this is fucking bullshit man like who do i complain to hangovers from three cans of beer eye grains from three beers like the punishment does not fit that crime man like it's just like there are jailed climate activists on a five stretch listening to this and they're like you know that seems unnecessarily harsh aid i'm like you know i'm sorry to hear of your plight <laughs> There's there's no justice in that. There's uh anyway, look, it's you know, it's not good. It's not good when I get myself in that state. Because it's like, you know, the weekend is obviously when there's no work and school, and invariably I will promise to take the girlfriend and the kids out somewhere, you know, maybe Portsmouth for the day or something, and then, you know, I'll wake up at like five AM with a banging headache, you know? Banging like a honeymoon couple, just throbbing. And then it's like, Dad, Daddy, like, we're going to the seaside. Daddy, aren't, aren't you happy? Why, why aren't you excited, Daddy? It's like, no, Daddy's just tired. <laughs> My son's like, but you've literally just been sleeping. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm just, it's different for grown-ups. 
Right, but if sleeping doesn't stop you being tired, how come I always have to go to bed? Because like you say, you say I need my sleep because otherwise I'll be tired. Right. Well, uh, you know, I mean, like, like if I'm going to be tired anyway, I may as well stay up late. Right. Like he's smart, my son. He's like his brain has started to become connected. Now he's six years old. He's capable of reason. <laughs> he's a clever kid. Like when, when he was three. Was he three actually? Maybe it was three feels too early now. Like maybe it was four. You know, just quickly before we jump into the news. Some of you will be listening to this like, hang on. What, like, what the fuck? Why is he telling us about his kid? We'll get onto the news in a second. But I just want to tell you this quickly. Like when, when my son was about four, he was proper young when he said this. He was smart, man. Like, it, like he said, what, what was he, he was doing? He was fucking around with something. And I heard him from around the corner. It was like he was making a mess. Like he dropped a load of jigsaw pieces on the floor or something. And and so then I sort of shouted from the kitchen. I was like, if I come round there in a second and see you making a mess, I'm going to be very upset. And he honestly went like, this is what he goes. He goes, well, don't come round here then. <laughs> and I was like, uh, sorry. You know, like, you know, don't be cheeky sort of thing. And there he was, he was like, plain faced, cold logic style. And he goes, yeah, like you, you, you shouldn't come round here then. Like if it, if it's only going to make you upset, like why, why would you do that to yourself and, and make yourself sad? Like, I, I was like, I, you know, just like the logic and the, and the sort of curt sort of dismissive harshness of it. I was like, you have earned a cookie. That is, yeah, you're my son. Anyway, where was I? Um, oh, right. Yes. So the fucking hangover from the London Patreon meetup. Like, I I swear to God, man, like, you know how you know how everyone has that guy in their group who just cannot hold his liquor. Right. That sort of guy. Like, there's always one guy in every group of lads who's just a phenomenal lightweight. <laughs> right. It's like a superpower. Like, it really is like we're missing a synapse or an enzyme or something that helps us to process it calmly, measured. And, you know, so then we just get fucking like everyone else is like, how the fuck is Danny paralytic already? It's only 10 o'clock. In the morning. <laughs> fucking... Like, I mean, I'm not that bad, but yeah, like, you know, three cans of craft ale now. And it's, you know, uncomfortable for me. And like, honestly, it's getting to the point now where, you know, I'm like... Maybe the feeling of relaxation that I get from this, you know, this thing, it might not be worth the one day of, you know, tired, impatient, low energy symptoms that, you know, then my entire family basically have to suffer as a result of it. You know, maybe it's time I, you know, took a step back. But then, you know, I don't know. I don't want I know we're not talking politics or news or anything, but, you know, this is on my mind a bit. So indulge me. I do sort of wonder, you know, if I did just literally, you know, throw in the can, no pun intended, but like if I did just stop drinking beer completely, do you ever think to yourself like, well, then what is my escape from, you know, from all this, <laughs> you know, like, like looking around at hospitals in a state of disrepair and fucking social care chaos, you know, worrying what's going to happen to my mum and dad when they start to need that kind of help. You know, schools asking parents to send in toilet roll because they're a fucking, you know, 
It's like they're a charity. The school's asking for little donations. Meanwhile, private schools who are raking it in are somehow legitimately registered as charities. Like, there's so much that is so fucked nowadays. Like, what is your escape from it? If not a, a cheeky craft ale on a Friday night, you know? I don't know, man. Like, if, if all you do is wake up and see to your kids, you know, 5 a.m., coffee, do the school run, nursery, come back, work, sort their food out, you know, bath and bed routine, read the news, collapse into inconsolable sobs on it, and so on and so on. Like, finally, at the, at the end of the day, when you do sit down and exhale, or at the end of the week, when you're like, well, yeah, I mean, that was a full-on week, but at least it's Friday. What what do you do to exorcise the demons? You know, if you can't temper the tide of anxious stress and brimming fucking hate, you know, with a bit of self-medication, you would go insane, wouldn't you? How do regular people wind down? Well, I, I like to do puzzles, Aid. Like, if you enjoy doing puzzles... Great. <laughs> if it helps you wind down to do puzzles or beadwork, awesome. I'm just saying, you know, for me, I would feel like, you know, this jigsaw is fucking shit. Like, I would need a beer to make this fun. Like, it's liquid fun. It is go, go, gadget patience. It's, you know, the jigsaw wouldn't fill the gap of alcohol. It would actually make me think alcohol was necessary to get through it. You know, it would be, it would be a trigger for me. It'd be like, you know, fucking, you know, oh, hey, you're, um, so you're trying to distance yourself from alcohol? Are you? Okay. Yeah. Well, have you thought about switching out alcohol for, um, an awkward family reunion? Like there would be an immediate sound of a can opening right at that moment. Oh, Jesus Christ, that's better. <laughs> I can get through this shit. So anyway, look. I'm finally over the hangover from the meetup with the Patreons, is what I'm saying. Anyway, on to the news. How are you guys enjoying the coronation shit? Does it mean that much to you? Like, which bracket do you fall into? In terms of your support or hatred or indifference or, you know, because the Daily Mail seem to think that support for the monarchy is, quote, rock solid. I don't know if you saw that on the, uh, the front page this morning or not. Fantastic journalism, as always, from Paul Dacre. You know, government corruption is just this fucking inexhaustible bin fire, you know, 13 years, is it, they've been in power? They lie, they steal, there's fucking people moving into tents in Cornwall because they can't afford the rent anymore in Cornwall. Like, if you're listening to this on your phone in your tent, maybe you're jacking the hotel Wi-Fi that's behind you, the hotel you maybe work in. Like, how does it make you feel to know that the Daily Mail are front-paging whether people support the monarchy or not? How must that make you feel? I mean, like, you know, the monarchy itself, let's just move this to the side for a second. The monarchy itself is by its nature unfair and classist and, you know, infuriating. But at least you know that. 
There's no mystery to what a monarchy is, right? But newspapers <laughs> are supposed to tell you the news and hold the government to account. Supposed to. <laughs> and every day we wake up thinking, is today the day? They actually acknowledge how bad everything is, how corrupt everything is, how incompetent they've been. Is today the day? You know, and then Geordie Grieg pokes his head around the corner like, no, 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 don't, don't do it, lads. Don't, <laughs> don't do it. You, you remember what happened to me when I held them to account? So then you get the shit, you know, the culture war stuff instead. It's just, you know, what is a woman and, you know, poppies and the proms and well, what, what was it the other week? Fucking woke civil servants work from home shame or woke civil service too concerned with diversity and inclusion. They've forgotten they're there to help government actually govern. They've forgotten how to do their jobs. And with like with zero self-awareness, by the way, because then we read that and we're like, OK, all right. Yeah, that's funny because because we thought you motherfuckers were about to do your job. For a minute. We thought you were going to hold the government to account. We thought you were going to tell us the news. But it's fine. You know, there's people dying in a hospital car park and fucking, you know, there's a parking warden slapping a hospital car park parking fine on the dead body in the ambulance. That is the state of Britain right now. But you don't need to report it. It's fine. You know, no, no rush or anything. In your own time, lads. Like, if you're in a tent... And you can't afford your rent. And you're jacking the Wi-Fi from the hotel that you may be working and you're listening to this. How does that make you feel? That this is getting the front page. This is the most important story to Paul Dacre's Daily Mail right now. This is a scoop. Support for the monarchy is rock solid. Like, where do you sit? on that how angry does that make you or if we pan out where do you sit on the support for the monarchy just generally let's talk about that shit because there's a few subsets with brits and this stuff isn't there like it's you know it's a bit binary to just be like you know do you hate the royals i don't hate the royals you know or then you know the only other option is that you're a rock solid avid fan you drink official windsor castle tea bags from your charles and diana mug and you bore your friends noosed with your endless drivel about kate and megan now there's a few subsets to this stuff in between those two things it's not that black and white it's not that binary there are grades and tears to all this for how much people love or loathe the royals And it's weird because, like, I think when the Queen was around, people were generally a lot more supportive of it as an institution. You know, because I think they saw her as the embodiment of that institution, didn't they? They saw her as the constant was how she was described quite a lot of the time. Do you like the monarchy? Yeah, I love the Queen. You know, it's that sort of muddying of the waters there. Conflation. But now she's in the ground, it's left a lot of questions for us, hasn't it? You know, how much of that love or tolerance 
depending on where you are on the grades and tiers, how much of that was exclusively for the Queen rather than the wider royal family? You know, like it's like, do people love the sovereign sort of thing or did they just like the Queen? And now the sovereign has passed to her son. They're like, do you like the monarchy? Well, well, Charles, yeah, you know. <laughs> it's like people like James Bond, don't they? But then when it gets passed from Roger Moore to Timothy Dalton, then they're like, well, yeah, I'm still a Bond fan. But you know, <laughs> it's like, it, it's kind of like that. Do they actually not really like Charles that much? Is that what this comes down to? Do you like the monarchy? I'm not a big fan of King Charles, you know. And by that much, by the way, I literally mean that much, you know, pointing at the Queen at the popularity that the Queen enjoyed. Anyway, these grades and tiers of where you sit in terms of your support or hatred of the monarchy, these grades and tiers, to my mind, right, since the Queen departed this mortal coil since the queen left us those grades and tears are actually more stark now aren't they i feel like you know two or three years ago most people would have seen the monarchy as a broad and broadly untouchable institution you know broadly positive maybe and you know, it, and, and in a weird way, right, even though it's so obviously peak classism, weirdly, I think they saw the monarchy as a uniter, you know, because it's not Labour and Tories. It's not red and blue. It's supposedly apolitical. It's just this, you know, powerless head of state. Right. Whereas now, two or three years later, now it feels like if you want an example if you want a sort of illustration of the loss of prestige and standing of the royal family, of the monarchy, you only really need to look at the fact that the existence, the very existence of the royal family now has descended into being the latest chapter of the culture war. You know, and it falls along exactly the same lines as you would expect it to. The Brexit voting, mask hating, jab sceptic lot. They all love the royals. The Ramona tofu eating blob love. You know, we all actually are a question mark. We're like, should we have a mon? You know. Anyway, that's how far we've come in the last, you know, two or three years. Right. And now we're in a situation where it's like, do you hate the monarchy? Do you love the monarchy? But then there's these subsets in between, these gradings, these tiers. So which do you fall into? Let's talk about these. Let's have some fun, guys. So what are these tiers? So top of them, <laughs> you've got the diehard royalists. Diehard royal fans. And then you've got just beneath them, the broadly supportive types, you know? broadly supportive of the royals and the monarchy then the next one is the sort of middle tier that's the indifference lot they're like yeah you know take them or leave them whatever other countries seem to manage without a monarchy so you know we could probably but then you know don't want to cause a big fuss <laughs> so british yeah don't you know i don't want to cause a fuss about it and then below that medium tier well then it gets worse <laughs> then it gets a bit darker for old Charlie, right? So which are you? Where do you sit? 
or rather, maybe the better question is, how insane are you? That's, that's what we should call this, this section. How insane are you? Let's go through each one of these tiers a little bit, and then you can gauge. Then you can decide which one you fit into. Right, so here we go. First up, we got the first lot, the proper royal fans. And I mean fans as in both fans, but also fanatical, right? Those nutty bastards you see on the news with the Vox Pops. They camp out on the mall in deck chairs and sleeping bags for days before the event, just to make sure they've got the perfect seat for the procession or whatever. Like, these are literally insane people. You could not ask for a clearer example of how fucked British classism is, you know, and, and the way that it uses the media to subtly, slowly brainwash people into this sort of Kool-Aid state of culty support. You couldn't ask for a better example than this fucking, you know, this minimum wage grandma out here. You're sleeping rough, sleeping on the streets on a cold April night. Like she's fucking 63 years old or some shit in a barely usable Argos sleeping bag. You're literally sleeping rough now, grandma. Sleeping on the streets is what homeless people do, you nutty bitch. Wake the fuck up. Like, what are you doing, granddad? <laughs> what are you doing? I, uh, I can't, I can't f -f -f feel my legs. No shit, you daft cunt. It's like three degrees. But this is the thing, man. Like, like it's so darkly hilarious. The cause and effect layer to this. And you might be thinking, what well, cause and effect? Like, how, how do you mean it? Well, sit back. Just bear with me. I'll tell you. It's like... You know, here you are in your deck chair, sat out there celebrating a guy who is ironically spending the public funds that should have been earmarked to pay for your social care. Like, and you're clapping like a seal while they roll on by in their golden carriage burning your social care fund in front of you and you're just there waving that flag cheering him on go on charlie yeah we love you like is this some sort of weird fucked up prelude is that what it is like you're gonna end up 81 years old on the streets in a sleeping bag because the funding for your social care got blown on this shit like you cheering this on is going to be what results in you literally sleeping on the street here like this is the prelude and it's so dark but it's like you know perfect in a way it's, you know, cheering on while they burn your social care funding. <laughs> that graduates to you laying here in five years, sleeping, wrapped in newspapers. But the newspapers will still have pages that have, you know, gushing photos of Prince George and his first girlfriend and fucking how Andrew won the public back over. It's like, it's so dark. But if you ask these people, you know, you, you uh, challenge them on it. They're like, well, oh, well, I just, um, I just like the royals, though. No, you don't, you fucking idiot. I do. I do. I like the royals. No, what you like is glossy fucking marketing. Like, wake the fuck up. You're out here in the cold in your 60s. You're 60 fucking four years old. Are you ever going to grow out of this take that fandom for people you've never met? They're like, well, you know, I, I, I just, um, I like to keep up with the royal. Fine. Fine to have an interest or a hobby. Cool. You know, whatever it takes 
to get you through the week. Because God knows it's rough right now. We all need a distraction. I am literally recording this in my shed right now to escape from my children. Maybe this is how you wind down. Maybe a king is your craft ale. And if that's the case, I get it. But it's, it's the exploitation angle that bothers me. And it should bother everyone else too. The sort of, you know, drinking my tax money while we're all starved of public services shit, you know? Well, we'll just, um, just cancel the new textbooks for year eight and nine while Charlie has his party. Like, fuck off with that bullshit. And then, you know, as if the classist and financially irresponsible angle wasn't bad enough, then you're expected to pledge allegiance or stand on the mall and clap them along. Like, are you mental? What kind of fucked up, coercive, beaten wife shit is this? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take your money. I'll take your money and you better not embarrass me in public, you filthy pleb. You, you peasant. You filthy, dusty, cunted pover. Give me that tax money. Oh, oh, thank you, your highness. Thank you. Now, fuck off. Like, that is the nuts and bolts of this, isn't it? It's just an abusive, coercive relationship. It's like, bitch, you earn the money while I sit here and play video games all day. Well, you know, that, that doesn't seem very fair. It's not. But you know what? That's how it is. And when I walk in the door, or if you see me out in public, you better be applauding me and dropping rose petals at my feet. Like, at least, at least an abused partner knows they're being abused. These fucking idiots remain clueless. Like, I'd love to just... I'd love to just go up to London. I'd love to go up to the Mall and just, you know, fuck with... fuck with them a little bit. Like, like pull their deck chairs out of the front row <laughs> of the mall just to mess with them you know just try to snap them out of the kool-aid state that they've got themselves in you know just can you break out of the cult like please? like it's like i'm the blonde lady in temple of doom you know you know like harrison ford and then the blonde lady and she's slapping indiana jones around the face just trying to get him to snap out the Coating trance because he's drunk the blood or something. You know, she's slapping it like, wake up. I'm like that. I'm slapping your grandma. I'm like, grandma, are you you again? Have you woken up? And your grandma's like, num num shabai, num num shabai, num num shabai, num num shabai, num num shabai. Like, that is where we're at, people. So anyway, these people are the first tier. <laughs> the legitimately certifiable, brainwashed and radicalised lot. And they are infuriating. I just, um, I just love the royals, me. You know, I love, I love Kate and, uh, I love Will. Well, why? I'm not sure. Yeah, not sure, to be honest. But, uh, you know, I just, I just love them. Are you, are you not curious as to how you've come to love them? Well, no, not, not really. You know, I just, I, I just love them. Do you think it could be soft propaganda? You know, might... You have been slowly frog-boiled by very expensive PR. Um, I, I'm not sure I understand. Well, you know, the Sun, the Express, the Mail, the Telegraph, you know, they all pump out 
positive news about Kate opening a library or how Camilla won over the public. And, and what they do is they rub this shit into your eyeballs and then you come away with this sort of vague, subtle perception that they're good or that they're fun or that you like them. And no, 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 I don't. I do like them. I, you know, I, I love them, in fact. But you can't say why. Well, I just, you know, I, I just do, you know, just stop telling people what to like and, and what not to like. You, you, you don't like that? No, nobody likes that. Well, you're really going to hate this then. You don't hold up a copy of The Express literally telling these people to love the royals. <laughs> like, anyway, so yes, that is the first lot. The diehard royalists. And then there's the next lot, the next grade or tier who like the royals but they're not that crazy, you know? They think they're sort of broadly good for the country, but that's, you know, like they do a lot for charity is the sort of thing that they'll come out with. They do a lot for charity, don't they? You know, that's sort of, it's an accepting, forgiving attitude. They come out with stuff like, well, you know, they do a lot for charity and they, you know, they raise awareness for causes and, uh, you know, the Queen did and uh, and, and William has done and, and Harry. And I, I think the Duke of Edinburgh helped a lot of kids, didn't he? Yeah, yeah I, I think he did. But I'll tell you what, the Duke of York fucked a few of them, didn't he? But you, you don't want to talk about that? No? Oh, OK. All right, fine. Let's move on to the next tier. <laughs> the next tier are just a bit indifferent. You know, so you've got the crazy fanatics at the top, the people who are broadly, you know, in favour of the monarchy. And then there's this indifference layer. The middle tier, if you like. Like, they think Harry and William are okay, but they can't be fucked with all the gossip and the hoopla and the magazines and the hype and the bullshit, right? And that's probably most people I know, to be honest. And that's, that's across the generations. That's most people, I think. Like, they'll put some bunting up for the platy-jubes and, you know, but they're, they're not buying commemorative china. They'll go to a street party, but they aren't buying day tickets to London for it. You know, it's, it's like then then the next grade or tier after that is, you know, I guess people like me. You know, maybe people like you, if you're listening to this. It's people who broadly we think we should keep the monarchy. But really, it's just to avoid having to have an elected president sort of thing. You know, like, I don't want to totally upend the Constitution here. Like, I'll keep a sovereign head of state just to sign off on whatever. And, you know, he or she, they can live in a palace. Cool. But that's it. It's really just to avoid a Trump or a Biden kind of figure there. Like, you know, keep them, keep the monarchy, but just defund them. Retire the firm, shut down the suite of press offices, cancel the repair bills to palaces. No more of this, you know... Two brothers fighting tabloid nonsense. If you want some sort of, you know, fucked up family drama, eavesdrop at the school gates like everybody else. They can pay for their own house repairs, their own flights. Like, all of that waste can fuck off. And all of the official town crier beefeater twats. You know the guys that you see on the news when there's a, a new baby or, you know publicly ringing in royal babies and shit did you see that hear ye hear ye ring dong ding i formally pronounce like all of that needs to go <laughs> but it's tradition aid it's tradition then fucking pay for it 
it's traditional. We have to keep it's part of our tradition. I'll tell you what is a tradition, right? It's a sort of tradition that we don't let people die alone waiting for paramedics to get there. I'm traditional in that respect, and I pay for it. <laughs> the least you motherfuckers could do is take a few quid generated by, you know, whatever the king's stock portfolio is now, and fund that nonsense yourself. Fucking ridiculous. Out there in some weird 17th century beefeater costume, standing outside private hospitals. Natal care units, some town crier bell shit, ringing in the new royal bait. Like, I'm going to launch a private prosecution of that cunt under, like, abortion clinic harassment laws. <laughs> like, like, the guy stood outside a private natal care hospital shouting his head off with a fucking bell. I'm going to call the police and get him arrested. They're going to be like, look, you were, you were stood on the... Um... You stood on the steps of the private natal uh, hospital, like shouting at people and like ringing up. You know that's against the law, right? No, I mean I'm, I'm a town crier. You know, I was, uh, I was ringing in the uh, the royal baby. Oh, all right, Reginald, right, fine. But you're ringing your solicitor now, yeah? Like it's <laughs> just fucking utter nonsense. And like, fine if that's your bag. Fine if that's how you want to spend your time pretending we're living in medieval times then great you do that you go and buy a ticket for your cosplay kingy nonsense and let the rest of us get on with running a mature stable democracy how about that shit fuck me well, will you be going up to london to see the coronation aid will, will you be going to see the stone of destiny will, will you be pledging allegiance to the king aid i'd rather have a cumless fucking milton Keynes, mate Fuck it all to Jupiter. Just wind it the fuck down. You don't need to tour the colonies. <laughs> you don't need a press office. You don't need a sovereign grant. You can just take your business interests from the Queen's portfolio and like overseas accounts and you can keep your money from that. But no one should be paying for the repairs of Buckingham Palace or buying you a new yacht. No one should be paying for a big Windsor Castle concert. No one should be coughing up 300 grand to Uber the Stone of Destiny to London. Like the whole thing is ridiculous. You see it's ridiculous, right? And you should be subject to the same inheritance taxes as everybody else. That is the pragmatic way to look at the monarchy as a modern institution. Keep your castles, have a little palace, but wind it the fuck down. Christ. And then finally, in our grades and tears, there's the very, very left-wing revolutionaries whom you may have encountered on Twitter. Lots of, you know, free Palestine flags and me too hashtags and you know male feminist types guys who courageously put that feminism on hold for an hour if it would mean that they could drag a princess out of the castle and publicly behead the bitch like there's that kind of there's that kind of royal fanatic too the radicalism swings both ways i can assure you so there's a few to choose from which grade are you where do you sit on the throne. Wait, hang on. <laughs> I mean, you know, not where do you sit on the throne? We 
you know, fucking, that's fucking over there in Buckingham Palace. Surrounded by paintings of black kids begging for fruit and shit over there, you know. Just, just turn right at the painting of the sobbing black woman. Just over there. Look, if you get lost, ask one of the 100% white front of house staff. You'll be fine. <laughs> no, where do you sit on the throne? What grade do you pitch in at? Are you a royalist lunatic? Camping out to see your hero? Is that you? Have you not emotionally developed from being a 14-year-old desperate to catch a glimpse of your idol? You know, like, take that, fans, back in the day? Well, I, I've been here for, 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 for three days. Cause I, I love them. And, you know, I, I do love them. I, I've camped out three days, and I, I just want to see them in real life. Is that you? Or are you a revolutionary ready to make us a republic? Those, those are your options if we're going binary. Are you a teenager or a guillotineager or somewhere in between? I don't know, man. Like, this is going to sound... This is going to sound so snobby. <laughs> or, or almost, you know, reverse snobby, given the dynamics and the fact we're, you know, talking about classism here. This is going to play right into the accusations of metropolitan elitism, into the whole, you know, these bloody Ramonas look down on us. They think they're so right and everyone else is stupid. And here it is. Here it comes. I don't care. I'm just going to say, do you ever look at royalists, at these poor, sad fuckers camped out in the blistering cold, frostbite settling in, sat there waving a flag, enjoying themselves while they lose feeling in their legs? Do you ever look at them and go, God, I wish I was that stupid. You know, like, I wish I could be that dumb. I really do. Like, most of the time, I'm like everyone else. Like, I have trouble working out how to split the dinner bill. Or, you know, I forget shit I was supposed to do. Or why I work, walked in that room. I forgot why I was... You know, a lot of the time, I, I ask, I'm like, God, why am I such an idiot? You know, but with this sort of stuff, I wish I was dumber. I wish I could be this self-defeating and ignorant and just subservient you know like what what an easy fun life those people must have you know just to be like like i love king charles i do i i am not troubled by the crushing unfair nature of the class system it, like it just doesn't bother me i i know i can't explain it either I sit there night after night, boiling weeds in a Tupperware bowl in the microwave for something to feed my kids, such as the poverty in my household now, but I just love the royals. It doesn't irk me at all. In fact, you know, irk? Fuck irk. I love it. I just bloody love it. But will you, um, will you pledge allegiance to the king? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because he's the king, isn't he? You know, he's appointed by God. Like, what a simple and happy life that must be. What inner peace these people must enjoy. <laughs> you're, not, um, you're not troubled by the fact that, you know, there's never any money for nurses, and yet somehow we've magicked 250 million for the coronation concert and, and 2.5 billion for a bank holiday, but nurses... There's there's just no money, guys. So like that doesn't that doesn't bother you? Um, no, no, not really. Well, how how do you reconcile those two things? There's no money for nurses, 
But there's billions for this. Well, I, um, I, well, I can't. I, I, you know, I, I just love flags. You know, like I wish I was that dumb that it didn't bother me. The gross classism and inequality and deprivation is the backdrop of all of this. You know, this sort of Caligulan obscenity. The gold carriages, you know? Like, I imagine walking into a, you know, a local constituency Tory MP's local surgery thing, you know? Walk in there. He'd be like, yeah, hi. Um, Sorry, we, we were in last month. I don't know if you remember. We were in last month and we were talking about my dad's heart transplant. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, I, I, I remember. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think I told you that the NHS had said that the waiting list was two years now. Yeah, no, I'm I'm afraid that's that is probably about right. Yes, right. Uh, well, what exactly is the the hold up the problem? Well, we don't have any doctors and nurses. That's the thing, and, and I'm afraid we can't hire them from Europe uh, since Brexit and, and all of that made everything so much harder. We can't fund the hires because of budget cuts and contract staff overspend, where the money has actually gone to you know almost directly to a donor. In fact, right, right. And the doctors and nurses who might have come to work for the NHS, they won't come now because there's no money to bring their salaries up to the point where they could survive the fucking housing crisis. Right. Okay. So it's just, it, it's just that there's no money. There's no money for nurses and doctors. And, you know, I'm sorry, but that is, that is why your father's heart transplant is going to take so long. Right. I mean, like, the thing is, the thing is, I mean, it's just no money for them. That that is it. Like that's that's the bottom line, right? But I, it's just that we just blew two billion on a party for King Charles, right? Yes, but uh, I mean, so why would you sit on the Treasury Committee and approve two billion for the coronation when there's no money for it? Okay, so the thing is, right? The monarchy is it's an important part of our British identity. It's an important part of all of us. Right, I, I mean, my dad's heart is a pretty important part of it. Right, yeah, I, I mean, it's an important part of being British, and it's only fair that we all play our part. Like, I said this on TikTok a while back, like, it's funny how when it's something they're interested in, then they have no problem with everyone chipping in. Then they get weirdly fucking socialist, don't they? The royals are a British institution. It's part of our cultural identity. We should all chip in and play our part, fund the royals. Like, but ask them to chip in for the NHS, which is also part of our cultural identity. And I would argue, you know, some imaginary guy's dad's heart is more important than King Chaz and Cammy's party, even though that guy's imaginary. Like, his imaginary dad's imaginary heart is still more important than that shit. But anyway, where was I? All oh, right, yes. I wish I was dumber. Because there'd still be people, man. Like, right, here's, here's a damning indictment for how fucked the country is, if you need one. You know, if it's <laughs> if it slipped your mind recently, if you need a current update of how fucked this country is, like there are legitimately people out there who will sit on the mall, waving their flags at a billionaire spending their tax money 
that should have gone on a new cancer ward. They will sing and wave their flags. And then when they can't get cancer treatment started for 23 weeks, they will blame the diversity champion in the local Labour Council, who, because they're a diversity champion, was trying to address inequality. Like, how about that shit? Like, the people who are trying to fix inequality, you know, albeit by insufferable PowerPoint presentations and annoying recruitment targets, but the people who take equality seriously, those people will get blamed for draining the public purse of, you know, what, 35k? <laughs> They'll get blamed over the king who's blown over 2 billion on a national flag wank with money that could have saved your cancer-ravaged dad. Those people exist. Did you switch on the TV and see them yet? <laughs> I did. And I wish I was that dumb. Because fuck me, life would be so much simpler, wouldn't it? Guys, that's it. That's all I've got time for now. Thank you so much for continuing to tune in, to share the podcast, for following me on Twitter and TikTok, and a special mention to all of the Patreon backers who continue to support the show and make it possible. Uh, big shouts to Kerry, Stuart, Rodri, uh, Samantha, Eddie, Anthony, Ailsa, Silent. Then we've got Sarah, Peter, Jeff, Kai, Alex, and Aaron. And then we've got T-Rex, Pingu, Mojo Sabian, David, Chris and Bowman. Thank you so, so much. Really looking forward to the next Patreon event. That's going to be in July. Uh, free tickets to those on the Patreon, but to everybody else that will be ticketed, I would encourage you to jump on the Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash aid Thompson with an I-N on the end because that event will sell out. Um, so your best chance at getting a ticket or getting access to it will be via Patreon. Once everyone from there is allocated a space, then I'll start ticketing it to everybody else. But I promise you it will go pretty quickly. Uh, you also get episodes of the podcast two days before everybody else. If you're on the Patreon, uh, you also get named and shamed or credited uh, at the end of episodes like this, like we've just done. Um, thanks once again to everybody that's been showing some love. Um, this podcast went didn't go top 10 but it, it tickled the balls of the top 10 last week. It got to number 11. I'm a little bit like, like I checked the charts last night because it's uh, like Monday evening is when they do it. And, um, and it said number 22. And like that alone, I was like, that's the highest chart position this show has ever hit. So even that, I was like, whoa, this is good. Number 22. I'm happy with that. And then I looked a little bit closer and it said peak position number 11. I was like, what the fuck? Like, it's really, I'm having a great time, basically, at the moment. It's really, it's coming together. It's finding its feet. Uh, it's a weird show. I know it's a lot of ranting, but then there's also guests. Uh, this coming Friday, I've got Alfie Noakes, who's a sort of half legendary um, comedy promoter from the London circuit. He's coming on. We're going to talk about the stand up scene in London, what's changed, what he's up to now, whether it's possible to learn stand up or like emceeing and open micing. And do you know what? We'll be talking politics as well. So just chill your beans before you're sitting there going, well, that doesn't sound very political. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So Alfie Noakes is on this Friday. Uh, I've got a few more political faces coming on in the next few weeks, so don't worry. I haven't lost my footing. Um, but yeah, anyway, once again, big thanks to everyone that's showing the podcast some love. I'll be back Friday night. Until then, keep booge. Keep it strictly hashtag Binfluencer. I'm out this motherfucker. <laughs>